The date is Friday, April 30th, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. This special Fifth Friday episode is a real treat. We're talking about the Netflix original series called BoJack Horseman. Behind the veneer of goofy animated cartoon is a layer of hard truths and introspection, with some ongoing gags thrown in along the way. And, like it or not, it's a reflection on ourselves, too, even if you're not a Hollywood type. So enjoy! What is up, world? You have returned once again. You've traveled so far. You look older. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Michael. And I'm Nick. Another week has passed, boys. Another week that we've made Mm -hmm. it in this crazy, topsy-turny world, and people have come to us once again, seeking our wisdom, our guidance into the great unknown. What, What this week might we bring them to entertain their eyes, ears, Mouth, maybe nose. I don't know. I don't know. Half the time we don't <laughs> probably, know. Probably, probably no. disappointment in some form or fashion. <laughs> well, usually we have a, a script or a roadmap that we follow. Usually we can lean on the backs of our friends and colleagues for entertainment mm-hmm. purposes. There's a, a constant uh, rotation that goes on during entertain this. And it's broken down much like uh, in the days of old by the cycles of the sun and moon. Uh, Mm -hmm, by the months mm -hmm. the days the weeks that's how we make things work around here because if i had to write an episode every week i don't know how long this show would last before i would explode luckily i have you two uh to also write an episode every month uh so i end up only having to write one and nick you end up only having to write one and michael you end up only having to write one and we have a guest on and that Mm -hmm. does it for the month because you learn in first grade every month has only four weeks, so we have those four weeks covered, and and that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So now I ask you, uh, let's let's venture together into a dangerous world where every once in a while the math don't add up. What, what? we do then? What do what we do in those fancy months that decide that they're gonna just slip right under the radar and give us a a fifth Friday to do something with? Do we throw off the rotation? Do we end up having uh. guests in the middle of the month? I don't. Uh. I think I that's like lame. Those options. Yeah, I don't either. You could have an art exhibition. You want to do that? It's called Final Fridays. Okay, what does that oh, consist yeah, of? Yeah. Uh, people open up their studios. <clears throat> Usually, this happens downtown. Mm-hmm. It's called Final Fridays, and they open up their studios and exhibit their art and they talk about it with people this yeah. is an okay. actual thing this is not yeah. a bit and usually the, the <laughs> usually the studios also have are serving like beer or cocktails yep. this yep. is a bit because we're a we're an audio format and i think you forgot that for a second that to provide that oh. to our audience would be near impossible we can do some spoken word kind of a kind of art form you know some like Chicka chicka boo, the cow goes moo nonsense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. Spoken word is, of course, a lot harder and an art form yes. nonetheless. Yes. And I'm sure one day we'll have a guest on who is spoken word to come on and make me feel dumb. And I'll appreciate every second of it. The point is, is oh, we're we not qualified. We're not qualified to do that. I know one Friday we decided just to spout garbage about Skyrim for an hour and people <laughs> yeah, liked that. Good. That was a great episode. <laughs> Somehow it worked. I personally like the episodes where uh, we had like the the show pickup where we picked up the uh, the opera podcast and oh, yeah. they took yeah. over our stream one one Friday. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could do a cooking class. Uh, yeah, I know how to cook. I have a cat named Cookie and he can show you what he knows about cooking. Oy. Um, I know how to microwave. <laughs> that's about it. 
Yeah. Guys, I'm out of ideas. I don't know what to do with this extra Friday. Do you think we could spout <laughs> garbage like this for an hour? Uh, uh I mean, we're we're a few minutes we could, in. We yeah, maybe. Maybe we could uh let's let's do let's go to politics news. What do you Ooh. what do you guys think <laughs> no. politically? What do no. you guys want no. to what we do what we do what we do wrong i do not think we should talk about politics i agree oh. <laughs> i agree yeah. so podcast is going to be called politicize this that's pretty good that was a really that's a good title that was a really good fact fact check uh, <laughs> fact check <laughs> checking the fact it as to whether or not we should talk politics and the answer is no we should not talk politics ever, okay chloe never, so ever. <laughs> i mean you're you're new to the show this is your what uh third episode running fourth episode running our stuff for us so okay you have you have an even say in this it's a, our fifth friday episode what should we do with it i would like to talk to you guys about a tv show we haven't done tv in a while Wait, you brought hmm. you like brought an episode? You like brought something? I did. I, I had something like, like premeditated. You uh oh with a script. You wrote, so you had like a, a charge. So you had like a script ready. Um like because like you knew that we weren't gonna have something. You never know. Always best to be over prepared. Hmm. But somehow you, but yeah. but you were right because we don't have but somehow you knew that we wouldn't have some it's okay. weird. It's I'm almost not gonna like argue we talked about this, but <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. What? Nah. nah. We, we don't we don't pre-plan things. We let the cameras <laughs> no. roll and just see what happens. Just see what happens. <laughs> yeah, irony. Nick's the Nick's the worst at it. Nick never plans what he's talking about. Nick won't even come up with a concept for an idea until he sits down and then it's off the top of his dome. <laughs> and what a dome. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. What a dome mm-hmm. it is. You're right. So Nick, you why can't a, you, you be te- Nick, why can't you be like me and write an entire script for your entire yeah, Every has, single episode has, I've ever done. Michael has written several 10,000 word novellas that mm-hmm. have been published mm-hmm. and are selling quite well on Amazon right now just from the research he's done for this show. And what are you yes. doing? That's wow. a fact. Nothing. I'm the nice middle of the road guy. I read like a tweet <laughs> and then I that's what I go off of is the tweet that I saw. Mm-hmm. That's why we had <laughs> the reoccurring Lil Nas X series that I, yep. I did the past couple episodes. Hmm. Anyway, okay. not to take away from your time any longer, Chloe. Uh, it, it's we owe it to you. You do so much work for us around here. Uh, this fifth week, this episode's yours. Take us into the rabbit hole of whatever you've brought to us. <laughs> All right, gents. Today, I would like to talk to you about what I consider to be the best Netflix original TV show. There are a lot of good ones, but I think this one is the best. Today, we are going to be talking Can we about. Guess? Yeah, you can guess. No, uh, Breaking Ozark. Bad. Breaking Netflix original. Netflix original. Oh, okay. Uh, Arrested Game Development. Thrones. Not technically <laughs> Netflix original. Netflix original. Except for Guys, the, last the Office. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's not The Crown either, because I don't <laughs> really care about that. Peaky Blinders. We're talking about BoJack Horseman. Hey, oh. I've never seen it. Oh, I was close. I said Arrested Development. Yeah, they, this is they a good both show. have I've Will Arnett in them, so you're, you're close. Yes. Mm. They both yes. feature characters who refuse to grow up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> are, who, are, who are stuck in Arrested Development. Hey, that's the name <laughs> that's of the show. That's what that term means. So has anybody but me seen the show, or am I just talking to... 
Oh, Nick's seen it? Okay, okay. I've seen it. I raised my hand for you audio <laughs> folks. Yeah, when we first started like dating, we grade. did a full watch through of it um, because I had watched everything except for the last season. And then I didn't watch the last season for like a year after it released. So you were like, we have to sit down and watch all of it or else you're not going to get it. And you were right. But I, I have watched it. I probably have had three or four watch throughs now. Yeah. And um, this is one of those shows that's entertaining when you watch it. But when you get done, you're it's kind of like eating a whole bag of chips to yourself. You don't feel so good afterwards. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny when you're watching it. But when you start to get introspective about it, it hurts yeah. really bad. And you're like, oh, my, my tummy don't feel good. <laughs> I've only seen... I've only seen one episode that I watched over the shoulder of another person on the flight I was on <laughs> without any subtitles. That's the only context I have. Okay. It's okay. one of those shows. Right. It's it's like internet Swiss cheese because it's got just a bunch of rabbit holes you can fall down. Like mm. if you go onto the internet, you just look up Bojack Horseman, you'll find a bunch of like analyzing videos and breakdown videos and uh, character deep dive videos. Well, we're going to talk about it's worth all of that. Why? Yeah, and just to be cl- just to be clear, this is the show where the main character is like a horseman. Mm-hmm. Yep. This show takes place yep. in a universe where humans and anthropomorphic animals coexist. Mm. Yeah. So um, <laughs> okay. it is described as an American adult animated tragic comedy sitcom. The creator's name is Raphael Bob Waksberg. It came out. August 22nd, 2014, and the last time it aired was January 31st, 2020, so not that long ago. It has a total of six seasons and 77 episodes, Mm. and it is, it's very special, and one of the things that kind of bothers me is that the show has a big reputation for being like really depressing and very upsetting and i've had a number of people tell me well i don't watch that show because i'm sad enough as it is (laughs) and i get that there are some very dark themes which we'll touch on later but what i love about this show is that it is so deeply truly funny and well written and it is worth re-watching because you notice something new every single time there are a hmm. bunch of elements that go into the show that make it worth the rewatches. Uh, one of those is sight gags. They happen a lot in the background. It's easy hmm. to kind of not even notice them because, you know, the dialogue's happening and something's happening in the background. And, you know, not it's not until your second or third rewatch that you're like, wait a second. <laughs> like <laughs> The Simpsons are very good at this. I'll say yeah. that much. I, we love we love animation. So is this one of those shows that you can just like rewatch over and over and over? I certainly think so. I know a lot of people who like put on like the office and and they'll just have that like constantly running over and over again just in the background. Yeah. And, you know, you can definitely use it for background music. But what I like about all of the rewatches is that I really do notice something different. There's so much to look at and so much to listen to. It really combines like a lot of audio jokes and visual jokes all happening at the same time. Um, And a lot of those happen in like transitions. I think uh, the difference between a good uh, animated adult show and a bad animated adult show is like the difference between like a five star restaurant and McDonald's. Like you'll go to McDonald's when you want something quick and just want to like do it because it's there and easy. 
But uh, shows like BoJack are like you sit down and you're like, I want to experience every flavor that the creator wanted me to experience because they put so much hard work and effort into every second of this show and everything that you see that it's worth all of those rewatches to make sure you experience every flavor of that meal that they've created for you. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what the the background gags are, are worth. Right. Uh, I listed some of my very favorite background gags. Uh, one of them is they're like panning over a construction site and there's a hammerhead shark that's using his head to nail in a hammer. <laughs> Classic stuff. Yeah, I like that. Um, the character Cameron Crowe, you know, director of Almost Famous, Say Anything, Jerry Maguire. He's a character because the show is about Hollywood, but he's played by a raven and he makes that very obvious. Um <laughs> The character Sarah Lynn is surrounded by lemurs all the time because fun fact about lemurs, they love getting high. It is their favorite <laughs> pastime. They eat caterpillars that have like cyanide in them and then they just trip balls. So the only people that ever hang out with Sarah Lynn are lemurs. Um, there's a cat that gets stuck in a tree and then firemen come to rescue her and she's like, I'm sorry, this keeps happening, you guys. <laughs> And there's a whole episode called Fish Out of Water where Bojack has to go to an underwater award ceremony and he's wearing, you know, like a big bubble head thing and he can't talk. So it's essentially a silent film. All of the gags become visual. They kind of force themselves into that pigeonhole, but they do it so well. And the score is so beautiful. It's like it's on um, Spotify if you just want to listen to it in your spare time. Maybe, so psych gags are something that's awesome but a lot of it is also wordplay they are so good at the wordplay <laughs> and the the voice acting cast does such a good job oh i was gonna say before we move on from sight gags can i talk about one of my favorite things in the show yeah um it's a sight gag it's not even a sight gag it's a uh, one of my favorite things of the show is a, a sight storyline that happens uh from episode to episode where one of the main characters in the background of one episode like meets this like pregnant woman and becomes like friends with her. And then in the next like background gag, while the like actual show is happening, this main character helps deliver the baby. And then like in the next like episode or a couple episodes, you see the couple again, like waving to the to the main character who like helped them. Like they have the baby in the like little bassinet and the baby's like waving and like it's an ongoing thing. It's like in the background, one of the main characters helped a uh, couple like meet and then met them when they were pregnant and then helped them deliver their child and then later you see them as like a full family and it's not something that has anything to do with the plot of bojack horseman it's just a story that happened to this one character like in the background of these couple episodes and it's never talked about but if you're watching it's like holy shit i just watched that play out (laughs) it's just like little gifts it's like a whole plot that happens for the audience like if you're really paying attention it's just something to give to people who are really going to watch it. And I love that. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of that stuff that can just go right over your head, you know, the first or second time you watch it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So the, you were saying this, like the voice cast does a really good job. And I'm, I'm looking at the IMDb right now. It's and this insane. Cast, insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got you Jesse got, Pinkman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got Aaron Paul, Allison Brie, Will Arnett, <laughs> Paula Tompkins. Uh, you've got Kristen Shaw, Patton Oswalt, J.K. Simmons, Stanley Tucci, Remy Malik, mm-hmm. and like these are all people that are in like not just like guest starring like one or two episodes. Like these recurring are like characters, t- ten episodes plus 
up to like 77 total. Yeah. Every character that you meet, almost every character is a constant character. Like you will see them in season one. You will see them in like the very last season. You you will That's never so see cool. a character only once. I would I would assume. That's pretty true. Um, they take care of almost every character that they see. And a lot <laughs> of the like cast a very, has very few that only that have like only only and one. a lot of them have multiple roles which just proves like how talented they are as voice actors that they can play all these different people especially yeah. paul f tompkins who plays mr peanut butter he voices like <laughs> so many other characters and one of my favorite things about watching the show for the first time is i would be like i know that voice and having to like look oh. it up and be like oh my god i love them they're in this show like it's just so much fun yeah. yeah, my favorite moment with that was Mr. Peanut Butter has a brother named Captain, Captain Peanut Butter. What's his name? Captain Peanut Butter. <laughs> and Captain Peanut Butter is played by Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, yeah. You're like, why do I know him? And he shows voice? up in multiple episodes. Uh, it's because it's Weird yeah. Al. He's he's the brother. He's oh, the guy. It's so much fun. This sounds like the perfect show for me because like I currently have like so. I don't memorize like visually or anything like that. I memorize like audio. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's how mm -hmm. I like, I don't remember people's faces. I remember people's voices. Uh, oh, you and... have a case of face blindness. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're a weirdo. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but like what that means is that's like one rough, of my, man. <laughs> what that means though is like one of my favorite games to play is like whenever I'm watching like any sort of like animated show or anything is like, oh, I know whose voice that is. Like I can pick out their exact name, mm -hmm. even if they're putting on like some weird accent or something. So this seems like the perfect show for me. Yeah, you're going to love that <laughs> aspect. And a lot of it is also like the wordplay. They keep pushing the voice actors to just do this crazy shit. Like, for example, Princess Carolyn has a line. I wrote it down. Obviously, I can't bring the genius that she brings to it, but they just they love playing with sounds so she's talking to diane and she wants diane to go have dinner with this actress called courtney portnoy and like do a profile on her so they're on the phone and princess carolyn says how would you enjoy joining portnoy for a scorched soy porterhouse pork four courser at koi glorify your source but don't make it feel forced of course and try the borscht diane is like what wow. <laughs> Yeah, oh another thing God. that I like about the show that's maybe underappreciated, maybe you'll get to this later, but uh, is it Diane? Is that the, she's the, the lady that's dating- Mr. Peanut Butter? Mr. Mm -hmm. Peanut, yeah. Okay, so her ringtones are always um, NPR goofs. Yeah. They're like- It's called All <laughs> this Rings is all Considered, considered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, hi, and your phone I'm Ira Glass, <laughs> and this is the story of your phone ringing. <laughs> What does it mean when a telephone yeah. rings and then she picks it up? <laughs> yeah. As an NPR listener, I uh, I really do appreciate yeah. that. There's a little, you know, there's a little <laughs> pop culture references in there for everybody. Um, we dig but it. But they're also it. like, they love to lean into the fact that all of these anthropomorphized animals just like live in this world. And it's not really a big deal. Like um, the Airbud International Airport, where Airbud is the sponsor <laughs> of the airport. Um, MSNBC is called like <laughs> MSNBC. And like yeah, and a whale is the main broadcaster. Um, <laughs> and they have like little scrolling bars on the bottom of NBC, NBC all the time that have just the funniest headlines. M one of my personal favorites is um, giraffe employee breaks glass ceiling. That one got me. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I know. <laughs> it's yeah, dumb this is definitely like not that. a... That yes. I love. 
Well, that's the thing. They're not even dumb little goofs because like in Family Guy, you'll get like dumb little goofs that are like, Mm -hmm. that was dumb shit. But it's funny because of how stupid these people are. These are like, (laughs) that's funny. And it's funny to me because I get it. Those are like, haha, I get that. And that's what makes it funny. And that's the kind of comedy that's like quality comedy. Like they really thought Uh, through that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And the pop culture references never, ever end because, you know, they (laughs) it's a story based around Hollywood. Um, Yeah. So they're like, right. (laughs) One of the stories is that the D goes missing from Hollywood sign. So they call it Hollywood for the rest of the series. Um, (laughs) It's like, this is normal. Yeah. One of my favorite gags is that um, some of the like leading Hollywood men, they've changed their names. So like when they do the award (laughs) ceremony, it's like Bojack, Brad Pitt, George (laughs) Clooners. George, learn a nerner. My my favorite is learn a nerner de Kerpacorn. Learn a nerner de Kerpacorn. And they're like, these are names. Bojack Horseman, not a name. You have to be like learn a nerner de Kerpacorn. And you have something in your mouth? Are you okay? What are you? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes like a dog trying to talk and just ate a bunch of peanut butter. Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Peanut Butter. Full circle. Um, there we go. And they use some names like um, Quentin Tarantino is played by a character called Quentin Tarantulino, who is a tarantula. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. So they they do fun little stuff like that. Um, some more feet. He's he's got the hands. <laughs> More feet for the feet, God. There are a lot of celebrities that voice themselves uh, to our hilarity, like Jessica Biel. She rags on herself a lot during the show. Daniel Radcliffe comes on the reality show called What Do Celebrities Know? Do They Know Things? Let's find out. Um, And Zach Braff voices himself in a number of episodes. Nice. Zach Braff has like a huge part in it, if I remember correctly. Like Zach Braff is. Yeah. In the episode Underground, he gets like a whole little thing going so Mm -hmm. um a real woman named margot martindale she's a character actress in hollywood she's very famous um she's always called beloved character actress margot martindale but eventually later in the season she becomes fugitive from the law margot martindale so that's a fun character arc for her um and they'll do things like they referenced a new paul blart sequel they make it a trilogy and it's called paul blart three till death do us blart <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> so that's actually that's a Mabim Bam joke. Is it? That they've been doing since 2015. They have Mabim a podcast Bam? that they do yearly called uh Till Death Do Us Blart and it's because every year on Thanksgiving they release one episode of this podcast where it's a rewatching of Paul, Paul Blart Mall Cop and they do like voiceover for it. Or like commentary, and they promise to do it every year until they die. And then when a member of the Till Death Do Us Blart podcasting team dies, they have already picked their replacements who will take up the mantle and the next year will be on Till Death Do Us Blart. And theoretically, this (laughs) podcast is supposed to go into infinity every year they watch Paul Blart Mall Cop on Thanksgiving. Wow. (laughs) I don't know who did that first. I hope the BoJack team is nodding to Mabim Bam. I would love that. Yeah. (laughs) I also would love that. Fun aside with that. So they just recently announced. So uh, there was a big thing that happened in the NFL a bunch like a while back where uh, 
there was like a team. The Saints were like targeting like other players to like sp- purposefully injure them. Um, and Damn, it was like do. a big, like big deal. Uh, and it's still not as bad as the Pats deflating balls, but bad. Uh, <laughs> easy. <laughs> uh, but they got they're making a documentary about this, like a and they got uh, Kevin James to play the head coach of the Saints. And so all that went Christ. around for like two weeks after this was announced was Sean Payton, the coach of the Saints, his head photoshopped on the poster of Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> <laughs> And it was incredible. It. <laughs> Paul Blart is so memeable. It really is. <laughs> you see those things where they they take the letters really and they like, like make a ransom note out of the movie <laughs> yeah. title. And it says like Paul Bart or something. Good one. <laughs> I love those. We it's really like these, these, these fifth weeks get away from us, guys. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Bojack, what about him? All right, well, my yeah. last reference to pop culture here is that one of the big plot points in Bojack, which is true of real life as well, is that there is a massive business monopoly and the biggest mega corporation in the universe is called <clears throat> AOL, Time Warner, PepsiCo, Viacom, Halliburton, Skynet, Toyota, Trader Joe's. Hmm. And they say that just as much as they can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> like there are six companies. <laughs> but it's not, that's not a list. That is the name of the because company. It has engulfed all of those. Jeez. Yeah, so they have become right. that. It's going to happen. It's just a I mean. conglomerate. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you like, if you smash all the words together and you don't put any spaces in between them, technically that's not copyright infringement. Nope. <laughs> Glove didn't yeah. fit. Yeah, that's that's fine. Um, a lot of book and movie and artist names are switched around to reference the animal universe they're living in. Some examples include krill and grace which it's noted that it did a huge you know benefit for the krill society um the great catsby when harry met snappy and you see a a poster with a man and a snapping turtle (laughs) uh quack demarco the beatles who are just they're beatles you get it they're beatles (laughs) the beatles the beatles (laughs) and warner brothers is called warbler brothers because <laughs> Warbler the bird, for those right. who don't know the birds. <laughs> nice. Very so it just, good. It never stops. Um, but it's not just that stuff. Like the characters are all really interesting and they all have like these deep inner lives. You know, they, they go through. It's not just ha-has and hoo-hoos, people. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> it's oof-oof sometimes. <laughs> that's, what, that's what separates, in my mind, this show from all the other animated adult shows is like, this one takes you places. Right. Like there is like, all even, that funny uh, stuff, but there's so much more on top of it. Yeah. And it's all, it's not like, oh, it was funny for a while. And then it took a, a sharp turn to like the, the sad zone. Right. Like it's, it's funny, 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 funny. At the same time, under all of that, if you're watching closely, you're like, oh my God, they're using humor as a coping mechanism. And that's when it starts to hurt. <laughs> right. Hey, that's too familiar. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me, buddy. The more you get to know these characters, like they all do bad things and they all hurt each other and things go wrong because that's life, you know? Shit hits the fan sometimes and it's very honest about that. But um, going in a different direction, one of my favorite characters is named Todd Chavez. He is voiced by Aaron Paul, who does <laughs> such a good job. And he is always getting into kooky capers. 
Like his big thing. He's the, he's the one who does the baby delivery in the yeah, background. Yeah, he's the baby delivery guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But it, like, there's so much slapstick comedy that goes along with Todd. Um, at one point, he dreams up a drone throne that his friend Emily makes for him, and everybody's like, "How can it be a drone if you're sitting on it?" And he's like, "Shut up!" But there's like a seat, and he gets on. <laughs> it's a man vehicle. Controlling Seats. it with yeah. the remote control. <laughs> he comes up with this whole idea for a rideshare app where all of the drivers are women. But then it gets kind of boring and the men are like, oh, they're not that sexy. So then they start using um, sexy killer whales to drive their cabs. Mm. So that, you know, so that very nice. Yeah, it must be great. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> and he also comes up with a business venture about he's like, why do dentists suck so much? What if we got a bunch of clowns to train a bunch of dentists to be more fun and we had the dentists train the clowns to do dental work and then they can all like have a good time together so he tries out this business venture it fails terribly he releases <laughs> them into the woods and then they all get rabies and then he has <laughs> rabid dentist clowns in the woods that he just has to deal Stay with. Stay away from my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't go away either. Like, that's now a permanent fixture <laughs> a, in this yeah, world. It's just a new thing that everybody's dealing with. <laughs> I love that. Everything that happens in this show is a permanent fixture <laughs> that, until it is put to rest, will continue on into eternity. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, they're really milking that joke cow all the way nice. through. <laughs> Another one of my favorite characters is Mr. Peanut Butter. I'm sure you guys will agree. Um, he's a golden retriever. How can you not yeah, love him? Yeah, he's so cute and so fun, but he's also kind of using that to deflect a lot. You know, he's a, he's a complicated man. I think he he's sad inside, but he's a happy dog on the outside. Um, but there's a running joke where anytime he's at a function, he's like, Erica, what are you doing here with the right number of ears? And he'll just like leave the scene. So you never get to see Erica. Like we never see her, but he's always at parties like, oh, Erica, thank God. Let's talk. So Erica's just this mysterious like background character. And he's like, who's Erica? Right. Who is Erica? At one point he's like, Erica, you can't be here. This place is filled with children. Hmm. At face value, <laughs> I kind of see Mr. Peanut Butter as uh, that annoying guy that's that's doing a little better than you, and he's always like, he's he's your evil twin, but he's also like better than you in every and single way. And he functions way. that way for BoJack because um, I can't believe I hadn't gotten to this yet. One of the main like plot points of the show is that BoJack was on this 90s sitcom called Horsin' Around. He was the titular like dad <laughs> character and he adopts three little kids that live with him. It's it's like a full house mm -hmm. spoof, I guess. Whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and Mr. Peanut Butter. He is a he is a Bob Saget character for yes. sure. Yeah. Like yes. Bo BoJack is so Bob Saget it hurts like down to the stories you've heard <laughs> about Bob Say where he was like inappropriate on set around the children and like was super problematic because of that and like he fell off the wagon and like turned into a complete shithead like he is he is so close to uh Bob Saget I thought it was on purpose for a while and then found out that it was loosely inspired I was like <laughs> you could have told me this is just the Bob Saget story. And I wouldn't believe you. It's just Bob Saget. So Mr. Peanut Butter stars in Untitled Horsin' Around Knockoff that is eventually called Mr. Peanut Butter's House, where he adopts two 
um, orphans, Zoe and Zelda, and they become like, you know, Zoe's the happy, fun, bubbly, popular one. And Zoe's the one who's like, capitalism is destroying us. And Halloween is just an excuse to be racist. Yeah. So there's an episode where they're like, are you a Zoe or are you a Zelda? Nixon, total Zelda. George W. Bush, Zoe. Checks but out. the the interesting like backdoor thing about Mr. Peanut Butter is he's introduced to us as that character who is like the uh, guy who Bojack always loses out to and like Bojack hates him and is so grumpy about it um, and like always just feels like he's stealing his spotlight. But then what he is to us, we realize that's all he is to himself, too. And like he's looking for like so much more than just being the guy who is better than bojack or like Mm. he has so many other layers than just like i'm the competition that beats out the like protagonist he he too is looking for that other thing that he is and that's his struggle is trying to find that and in trying to find that he develops into his own protagonist he does and (laughs) he's he's kind of he's almost nihilistic but he comes at it from a very positive perspective which is why he's so interesting one of his best quotes is he's talking to diane and Dan is like, I mean, if you do all this stuff and nobody cares, like, what's the point? And Mr. Peanut Butter says, the universe is a cruel, uncaring void. The key to being happy isn't a search for meaning. It's just to keep yourself busy with unimportant nonsense and eventually you'll be dead. And to him, Ouch. this is it's optimistic <laughs> because it doesn't matter what happens as long as you're having fun and doing stuff. That's the point of life. So that's hmm. Mr. Peanut Butter's yeah. philosophy on everything. Right. <laughs> because t- to him, no dogs go to heaven. <laughs> yeah. So there is no afterlife. He's like, you just got to live it up here because after this, you're Man, fucked. I'm kind of so... amazed now that they didn't do an all dogs go to heaven reference. They should have. Yeah. Huge missed yeah, opportunity. Totally. I would have loved to see him be like, oh, yeah, I tried to get cast in that. But they said my monologue didn't go well. And then like flash to his monologue where he's just crying. <laughs> and he's like, I just don't get it. <laughs> Why is he so sad? Do all dogs go to heaven or? Everyone's like, oh no. So we know that there's a bunch of like pop culture and movie and TV show and book references. But something that I think is pretty neat is there's there's a little wink for those visual artists out there, too, because there is a massive list of real famous paintings that are in the background of famous people's homes. Like the list just goes on and on um, because, you know, they're rich and they can buy famous people's paintings. And mm-hmm. there's a little B story where Wallace Shawn is asked to play Bojack. And he's like, I don't want to play that boob. And Princess Carolyn goes, you keep buying expensive Rothko's. What do you want me to do? And you see his house is like wall to wall covered in Rothko's. <laughs> Nobody likes Rothko. <laughs> Wallace Shawn does. But like. People with money like Rothko. <laughs> but if you're looking in the background and you're paying attention, you'll see these paintings and be like, where have I seen that before? And chances are, like, it's a museum. It's online. It's like one of the most famous paintings of all time. You've seen yeah. it. Yeah. They're really simple paintings. So, Chloe, are we beating around the bush? Or are we saving it till the end to talk about the titular character of Bojack? Because we have yet to do that. I, I mean, I was kind of waiting for to do the sad stuff near the end, which I guess we're, we're coming up on that now. My next topic I was going to talk about is the episode called Free Churro which I'm sure that you're you're both familiar with but Michael nope. no 
This is in. I'm sure I've seen it. I'm sure you have. It's the last season. It is the episode where he gives the eulogy at his mother's funeral. Oh, this This is an episode that I have of like, there are people who do full watch throughs of this show. And I respect that. Mm -hmm. I watched it fully like four times and I was like, okay, like that I'm good. But this is an episode that I will turn on while like working on something. And it has that same feeling that a podcast has. Like, you can just sit there and listen to them go and go, and you're like, oh, man. Every word of it is, like, so deep, and, like, if if we could do an entire episode on just this episode of BoJack Horseman. We really could. Um, it's just Will Arnett giving, yeah. like, you know, a 23-minute monologue about this character's relationship with his mother. Um, you learn very early, because in the first season... Bojack is having Diane write a memoir for him and one of his big hangups is that his parents were not they were not great um his dad was he wanted to be a writer but then he married his mom who was the heiress to the Sugarman Sugar Cubes fortune and got his dad a really nice job and then they both were just like we didn't want this kid. Ew. So they just like they they basically abuse him like his whole childhood. They don't care about him. They tell him they wish he was never born, like all this stuff. And obviously that ruins his life a little bit. And when he's finally faced with the fact that his mother has died, his eulogy is like it's just so poignant. And he really he has a way with words. I would say that BoJack Horseman as a series, um, the reason why it's called BoJack Horseman and not like Animal Farm or something, um, which also would have been a great title for this for this. That's already taken show, by it, a book. Yeah, but to play off of it. Um, but be, the reason why I think it's called BoJack is because you spend so long dealing with BoJack and like it is from his point of view, basically, like the main story is that you pick up on all of his like flaws because he is a very flawed character like mm-hmm. his narcissism his mm-hmm. um selfishness his he never thinks of his consequences <laughs> like his alcoholism and things things like that yeah well the list goes on but they're all important yes. um and the reason is because i think it comes to to terms not only in this episode free churro but also in the episode where he basically runs away and goes and lives at the um the the sugarland mm-hmm. farms and he's like fixing up the house but you this whole this whole show is an arc where you learn all of these terrible behaviors that bojack has and then slowly as he breaks down as a character you break into his hard exterior and you figure out the reason why he does everything he does and what it is that causes him to be a narcissist and why he always is trying to impress people you learn that like like chloe was saying his parents were basically abusive but what they instilled in him was a constant want to impress and prove that he was worth something to his parents and that's the reason why he got into show business and that's the reason why he did this and that and the other and finally when he was tired about it and like he didn't want to deal with his mother anymore that's finally when the ship like cracked and sank Mm -hmm. and he had to deal with all that and that's kind of where we find him is at that point in his life um but even so it continues past that of like i don't think while we're watching bojack even up until the final episode um i don't think bojack ever truly 
accepts some of the shit that's happened to him. And I, I think even after the show, there's things that Bojack deals with that we can't like be a part of with him. But during the like later seasons, it's so important to think about his parents and to think about Diane and his relationship with and her uh, Princess and- Carolyn and Sarah Lynn. Yeah. And all of these people, it all loops back around and you realize like we are who we are because we're shaped by the people around us. And that's like the whole point. Yeah. So that's that's what makes this show so freaking incredible for me. And what makes like the free churro episode so important is because the free churro episode is like the episode where you finally break through to Bojack and you're in there with him and he's no longer this asshole you're watching. He is this asshole who is also a part of you. Uh, Hmm. that's why I can't stop watching that episode. It is writing goals to write an episode like Free Churro. And that episode Hmm. and a lot of the voice actors and the show itself have been heavily awarded for the writing and the way that they deal with, you know, these themes of depression and trauma and addiction and Bojack's self-destructive behavior. But they also touch on stuff like racism and sexism and sexuality and the human condition itself. Like, um, Herb Kazaz is the creator of Horsin' Around, and then it comes out that he's gay. He like gets caught doing illicit acts, mm. and they kick him off of the show. In the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the 90s. He's gay in the 90s. And that's not allowed yet, so they just they ask him to leave quietly. If there's somebody out there who's listening right now who has yet to hear about BoJack, knows nothing about it, and is just listening to us talk right now, I implore you that as you're listening... Google BoJack Horseman, look at some pictures of the show, get a feel for what the show looks like, and then remember everything we've set up to this point, because at face value, you would never expect this kind of thing from the show. I've heard that too. And that's why I think it hits hard enough. People see it and they're like, ah, I don't really like animated stuff. And it's like, no, no, no. You don't really know what you're getting into here. Some people (laughs) just don't like animation, and that's cool too. But Well, in this case, uh, they're wrong. They are, I, it's I'll the writing that'll carry you. <laughs> I'll agree with you, but uh, I don't know if I could take a controversial opinion on that last episode. I didn't really like it. The very last episode? I didn't like it. Yeah, the free churro episode oh, or whatever you're talking about? Oh, that's not the very last episode. That's not the last episode. Not, okay, not well, the free churro episode where he's given the eulogy to his to his mm-hmm. mom, I didn't really like it. It seemed like a, a callback episode, and I don't really like those because they're lazy. You know, they're like, let's play clips. Let's play best, best this or that. Of uh, it is the opposite of a callback episode. It is every episode before value, that. Though. Now that you're saying all these every, things, I'm going to be like, oh, no, shit. I agree. <laughs> hey, but this is a podcast, so we're going to talk about it. Every episode before that episode was leading up to this episode. Mm. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't write this episode first and then they worked backwards from there. Okay. Which makes it way different. That's probably not what they did, but it's written well enough that. That's what it feels like. That's what like. it feels like because it's a culmination of all of these feelings that Bojack has had towards his parents his whole life. And now his mom's gone and he'll never really get to tell her any of this stuff. So he says it at her funeral instead. Mm. <laughs> but let's not forget that this is a comedy, so it always ends on a bang. <laughs> and spoiler alert, we find out Bojack gives this 22-minute eulogy at the wrong funeral. Oh. <laughs> It's not even his mom's funeral. She's at the wrong place. He opens up the casket after being like, mom would want to be seen. And then like he opens it up and it's not his mom. Oh, and he's boy. just like, damn it. What what funeral home is this? <laughs> and it goes to black. 
<laughs> yeah. So that comedy is always right there creeping. Tragic comedy. Definitely. Wow. Yeah, maybe I'll rewatch it because I remember the first time I watched it, it was this was years ago. This is before might have been when I was just starting to talk to Natalie, so 2017 or so. And that was when, mm-hmm. you know, I was kind of dealing with some of those things that Bojack's dealing with. Cause like, you know, you graduate college and you're like, where do we go from here? I didn't have a plan. Like, oh, what, yeah. what do you do when you're done? Do I, do I get a job? Do I just, do I just keep working my whatever job or do I find something that's like with my degree? And I was just kind of, you're, you're in an in-between land and yeah. then you watch Bojack and you're like, I get this it. This is a good show. He feels as lost this is a good as show. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a compass. Yeah. But he's figuring it out. I don't know if he does figure it out. He doesn't in the end. He but figures yeah, it out I mean, as much it, as any of us really figure it out. Yeah, you never you never get there. Nick, I wonder if you've seen every episode of Bojack Horseman. Because it doesn't sound like you have. Maybe the I last have. season the last season of Bojack Horseman was released while Chloe and I were dating. So if you stopped watching a long time ago, you have not seen it all. I probably watched the first three seasons because that, that was all that was out at that point. Um, well, now there are yeah. six. Now there's six, mm-hmm. so now I got to go watch them. Yep. <laughs> and now I have to go so be I sad think, again. I think you might have gotten right to the point where like things were starting to go real downhill for BoJack. Maybe. And that's where like, you ended it. And that means that your last episode probably did suck. <laughs> it probably did. Yeah, it was. It might have been that free churro episode that you were just talking yeah. about. Well, something Maybe. to I don't know. something to consider on your next watch through. Um, and one of my favorite kind of elements of the show is every season except for the last one is twelve episodes. And in the eleventh episode, Bojack goes on a bender of some kind, a lot of drugs, mm. a lot of alcohol, something, and he comes to like this you know this realization this like out of body experience where he comes to terms with a lot of stuff yeah Yeah, so the 11th episode is always like really trippy but by the 12th he's like okay what what did i learn about all that that just happened to me bojack's a great example of what not to do (laughs) but we still do it anyway at the end of the day (laughs) well maybe yeah not everything in moderation i've never been on a bender of any kind so let's let's get that out of the way his problem that's what makes this he never stops Yes. He doesn't know when yes. to stop. Yeah. And yeah, that's what makes this horse ironically human. Yeah. Which is kind of the whole point of the show, I think. Um, yeah. You all know that show Access Hollywood? Yeah. No. Barely. <laughs> you know, it's the talk show with Ryan Seacrest and everything where mm-hmm. they're like, mm, let's talk about what yeah, everybody was wearing on the red carpet. Um, <laughs> don't I didn't know he still had a career. <laughs> He's a disc jockey yeah. now. It doesn't matter. But in, in no, Bojack right. Horseman, it's called Excess Hollywood. And I think one of the big things in Bojack <laughs> is just how much excess takes place. Money, drugs, alcohol, women, like all this stuff that Hollywood chooses to exploit and overuse and you know, how he has to fight through those things and how everybody deals with it. Each character has to deal with it in their own way. Mm-hmm. That's showbiz. And even us regular people have to deal with it too, you know? Right, there's a lot of mm-hmm. repercussions. But like, but, you know, he he's friends with regular people that when they learn about some of the terrible things he's done, they're like, oh, okay. So like every other man in Hollywood, he's using his power to get things <laughs> that's one of his mm-hmm. big problems and something that he eventually has to stare right in the face and deal with the consequences of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's also so funny yeah. 
<laughs> Jeez. It hits you right where it should. Uh, a typical show it does. And like this it's, should. It's never made me stop thinking about life and you know your own personal philosophy of how you're gonna do things everybody's got to figure it out and this show is just it's a really great look at mm-hmm. the human experience yeah you could go one yeah. step further and be like hey these are all the philosophies that people have tried out over the years mm-hmm. i don't know them all i never took a philosophy class but <laughs> <laughs> each one of these characters see, like, has a different mindset yeah yeah like nihilism mm-hmm. and then you know covering that up with optimism and then you have like this this kernel of sadness and you overlay a glossy layer of like hard sugar coating where it's like oh i'm happy I don't, and princess carolyn is just like the only thing that matters to me is work and i'm just gonna bury myself in that and everything else will will come in time and then she's That's 45 no and she wants a kid you know yeah it's just what happens the sometimes. untitled princess carolyn project right. <laughs> well does the project have legs uh yeah, she has legs. That's what that's what Princess Carolyn names her baby. At first. Is legs. the Yeah. No, the the untitled Princess oh, okay. Carolyn oh, okay. project. <laughs> legs. Oh, all right. Well, does it have legs? Uh yeah, she, can, she has legs. legs. <laughs> sure hope so. So yeah, Oof. that that was my breakdown of BoJack Horseman. I, I hope, Michael, that you really do entertain this. Nick, you you ought to go back and give it an entertain again because it is worth do it. Do I want to be sad again? <laughs> it's sad and it's funny and it's devastating yeah. and it's hilarious. Like, that's life. It comes with both. Yeah. It, yeah. it honestly sounds right up my alley. Up like, the sort alley. of thing that I would show. Up your alley. <laughs> Fuck. Did I get it? I don't think I did. <laughs> it, it really seems like the sort of thing that, like, I would randomly stumble onto on Netflix and just end up, like, loving. Absolutely. It's just yeah. surprising now, that man. it hasn't happened yet. This is your next binge watch, okay, I yeah, think. Um, so, so maybe a future quick this for Michael will be a revisit to Bojack <laughs> yeah. as he tells us what I he would thinks. Love that. Hey, guys, I watched it. Here's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, in your own special way. Of course, I don't do it. I don't do it justice. But uh, BoJack just—it's one of those shows that hits like an Adult Swim show on the on the surface level, and then you you go a little deeper, and it's like, oh snap! (laughs) Oh my god, this is some of the best writing TV has ever seen. I'm really upset. Yeah, it's great writing. I mean, it deserves all the hype that it's gotten, in my opinion. Mm. A little fun fact about BoJack that I know is season one got rated like a 46% on some sort of a rating database that I can't remember right now. Like a Rotten Tomatoes Um, type? Yeah. And season season two came out and somebody wrote back to this this company who basically had written this review. And it was one of those companies where it's like, if we write a review, that's a review and we don't change it for anybody. And they were like, hey... Uh, you watch season one of BoJack Horseman, and I don't think that you watch season two or give a shit about where this show is going, but I implore you to watch season two. And this is the one time that this uh, this rating network had decided, oh, we fucked up. This is one of the best shows we've ever watched. We should have stuck with it longer because <laughs> we only watched one episode. We fucked up. This is great. And ended up giving it like a 100% after that. Wow. So... If it can change the minds of actual Hollywood, then I think it's, it's worth your time. It's hearts and minds everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just about it's not just about Hollywood because if you're like me, 
I don't care what all the actors are doing over there. I don't care what the directors are doing. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Hollywood, the place or Hollywood, the idea. Mm-hmm. I know what it's about. And I, I still, it's, it's not for and me. It's fun to laugh at them. Why are you on an entertainment <laughs> podcast? Nick? I ask you every week, what are you doing here? Doing you almost here? exclusively every week, put in your two weeks and then you pull it back. <laughs> That's what I do. I like to keep the people on the edge. She's like, is Nick going to come back? Is he going to talk about entertainment? No, I'm not. When we finally take like a legitimate break that's not only like one week long, the cliffhanger we're going to leave on is, is Nick going to come back? Nick, are you fired? (laughs) But I don't care about Hollywood. So let's, let's leave it at that. But this show isn't about Hollywood. It's about people. It's a very humanist experience where it's, it's not just about a washed up actor. It's about... You know, like being famous at one point and then falling off a cliff. It's about a man dealing with inner demons, some of them self-created, but real nonetheless. Let's leave it on this. Michael, what do you think? You're the only one here who hasn't at least seen some of it. Oh, yeah. It's, Have we struck a chord? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This It's like I said before. It's right up my alley. Yeah, it'll be your alley. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it seems like the perfect show for me. <laughs> Mike was going awesome. to entertain so, this. Oh, I was going to do that. I was saying that. I said oh, that for like we can, two minutes. We can, we can I said that. One of you, it's okay. No, Go no ahead, it's fine. It. It's your thing. No, no you're the one who likes it. to say it. It's your no, it's okay. When we get back, we got to Scott Curtis. <laughs> and now for the promos. And the ads. <laughs> and the ads. Hey, Cammie. Hey, Bryant. What do Robin Hood, Vlad the Impaler, and Mothman have in common? IDK, what? Well, they're all topics on our podcast, Mystery, where each week we discuss a new myth and the history behind it. That's Myth Story with an I-E. See you then. And we're back. Unfortunately, uh, Chloe said that she had a very expensive Lego set that one of her cats just knocked over. So she had to leave us for a bit to go and clean that up. But we had a blast on her episode that she hosted for us. So uh, you also might have noticed that we all Mm -hmm. took a chance to go and change our clothes back into the clothes we were wearing from last week. We do that for posterity because, Mm -hmm. as you may have noticed, uh, we have brought Scott back and we didn't want to shake him up too much by changing our clothes. Uh, We want him to have a fresh image in his mind of what we look like. So, Scott, thank you. so much for coming back onto our show uh, for a second week and for doing the quick this for us. It's an honor to have you back. Thanks for having me. So I don't even know if you guys are old enough that your parents are baby boomers, but you know, looking at this face, you may not recognize it, but I am a baby boomer. I was born at the tail end of the baby boom. In well, you June sure don't act like it. I'll, t- I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, no. I'm hip. I'm hip. I got a, I got a freaking cheap chipmunk on my uh, shirt. Like like yeah. But, uh, but anywho, baby boomers are doing some stuff, and I think the pandemic has really increased our use of social media. And what I want to do for you three guys mm. is, first of all, apologize Okay. Um, that you have to see baby boomers use social media because we mm. do stuff that should not be done. 
for instance, um, we uh, like our own posts, uh, and I think we uh, think that the algorithm is messed up. We think that maybe we didn't post it, so we go ahead and like it so somebody <laughs> else will like it, and you will see a baby boomer like their own post almost 98% of the time. Oh, yeah. And um, right after that, guys, um, we share our own post. It's... It, mm -hmm. It's wrong, um, but we feel like not enough people saw it. And that post of a recipe for uh, Pillsbury biscuits is really important to us. Yeah. And we have to share that post. And I, I am, I am so sorry about that. Uh, the, Another thing that is really, really funny about baby boomers is we like to talk about how cool it was before the internet on the internet. Mm, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We share memes like kids today drink bottled water. We drank out of a hose. We're proud of the fact that we drank out of a hose and lived and didn't get lead poisoning and die. That's that. That's all we're proud of. I'm sure some that, of you did, though. It, uh, some of us did. Yeah. yeah, of course. But the ones that lived through it, man, we're strong. We're tough. <laughs> and uh, w we sure aren't snowflakes. Uh -oh. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Peter. <laughs> oh yeah, we do have that yeah, on you. That on. Yeah, I, I the mm -hmm. the weirdest thing I've seen though, and I, I I I'm really having trouble understanding this. I've been studying it. Is boomers have a very big crush on minions? <laughs> we oh, no. we will share minion memes. <laughs> All day. Mm -hmm. If you look at a boomer's Facebook page, it's minion meme, minion meme, minion meme, mm -hmm. recipe, <laughs> I don't feel good today, minion meme. Yes. That's all it is. It's just, it's all, it's, it's all minions. And I don't know why there are groups with hundreds of thousands of people dedicated to minions. The average age on those groups is 62. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> I have been following these groups. I have been infiltrating these groups. These people are old. They do not know what the internet actually works like. Yeah, you're doing God's work out there. <laughs> yes. So I've been studying this. I've been taking notes. I think the only thing that minions can do for us is they look a little bit like the pills we take to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> these must be good for me they have to be right yes mm -hmm. you know and uh, that's usually my closer on that joke um but you know, I, I gotta say the other the, the other thing i'm seeing is uh I, I don't know if your grandparents do this or not but uh you'll post something about the podcast and they'll post right underneath it Hey, did you like that gift I sent you for your birthday? <laughs> it, it, it's not, it, yep. almost like a almost like a text message because we don't know how to text. It, boomers on social media, I just want to give a, just a, a, an apology for all of us that we're using it, and um, you can put us on mute and not not see us and not see all the minion memes, and that's really all I got to say about that. So I want to counter and say. I'm sorry for us, 
I'm sorry for the millennials because what we've done is we've sought we've sought out your weakness and we recognize it. <laughs> but not only that, we mm-hmm. exploit it. <laughs> we make we memes. exploit you. <laughs> Yeah. We make things that you've done and we make jokes out of those. We think it's so funny when instead of using the yeah. search bar, you post a status that's just my name <laughs> because you tried to look up my account and you posted three or four times. <laughs> and then and then and then after you post it three or four times, you post another thing. But instead of it just being my name, this time it says search and then my name. Like you forgot the command. It's terrible, oh, but it's worse. It's worse than that. And here's why. I forget. It's, Does Alex have one X or two X's? I can't three remember. The time. Never I'll, I'll three, it though. It's never three. <laughs> Always three. Don't do yeah. three. If you do, you'll find things you don't like, Grandpa. Um, but it but it is worse because TikTok is a thing. Oh, no. And I'm sure yes. that you're aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've taken exploiting our elderly to a whole new level with TikTok because now people are teaming up with their grandparents and making them do the yeah. WAP challenge and making their grandparents yes. do th- this, that, and the other, uh, doing skits and stuff. And they mm-hmm. are hilarious. Yeah. Uh, one that uh-huh. we constantly quote is, um, I'm going to do ping ping pie. If you look up ping ping pie. <laughs> It's somebody trying to say pumpkin spice, but her teeth fall out, and it is so oh, funny. Oh no! <laughs> so what I'm getting Isn't it to great is to laugh at people instead of with people. I, I think that's oh, the yeah. best. True. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. What I'm getting with is whatever you've done wrong, we forgive you, and we hope you forgive us too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we deserve whatever we get. Mm. We, we gave you this world. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now that's a good closer. <laughs> yeah. We gave you this world and we're so sorry. Sorry. If we had known if we had known you guys were coming, we would have cleaned up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again, Scott, for coming on. I want to give you another chance thank- to to promote yourself. It's a whole new episode. So um Oh great. Those who didn't tune in last week might not hear where they can find you. So if you want to go ahead and do that for them, that would be awesome. Yeah, it's the Behind the Bits podcast, and you can find it on all the apps just by typing Behind the Bits in. The website is thebtbpc.com. I'm on all the social medias, even the TikTok. Uh, with, You're on uh, TikTok. Uh, just type, yeah, just type in Behind the Bits, <laughs> and you'll you'll find me there. And uh, Instagram is my favorite uh, social media avenue. Um, TikTok, I do, I dally in once in a while, but uh, yeah, I uh, I really enjoy doing the Behind the Bits podcast. And of course, the BTB Internet Talk Show is on the Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling channel every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. And you host that. Um, Scott also does drop some spicy memes on uh, Instagram. <laughs> good memes. He, he makes some homebrew <laughs> shit, yeah, like too. Like, and they all are like self-deprecating for his podcast, but they're all hilarious. <laughs> and I could tell that he puts yeah, his heart and soul the, into them. Those ain't mm-hmm. no boomer memes, <laughs> Those baby. ain't no boomer memes. <laughs> memes. Um, from a meme lord uh, such as myself. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, as always, if you guys have suggestions as to what you uh, want to see on this show, what you want to see us cover, please reach out. Send us your suggestions. You might get a shout out on the show. Uh, you can find us, uh, like Scott, on most social medias, though he is one step ahead of us. We don't have a TikTok, and I don't know if we're going to get one. <laughs> I don't think we will. But it's brave of you to have one, for sure. We, I don't think we oh, could yeah. ever pull that off. But um, <laughs> if you if you want to send in suggestions to us, you can email us. It's uh, entertainthis.com 
entertainthispodcast at gmail.com. An easier way is to go to our website, www.entertainthis.net. There's a questionnaire you can fill out at the bottom of the homepage where you can send us a message with your suggestion. Uh, if that doesn't work for you, you can find us on Instagram. We are uh, entertain this podcast, or our Twitter is entertain underscore this. We have a Facebook group. It is podcast mm-hmm. entertain this. And that's all the plugs I have. So, as always, entertain us so we can entertain you and you can entertain this. Mm-hmm. Have a good Friday, and we hope to see you next Friday, too. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this episode of Entertain This was written by Chloe Price, with additional commentary from Nick Mustakangas, Michael Savoya, and Alex Steele. Once again, a special thank you to Scott Curtis from the Behind the Bits podcast for coming on and doing our quick this. Our theme music is Rushable by Aaron Spencer, with additional interstitial music by DJW. Tune in every Friday for new episodes, and thanks for listening.